0: Welcome to Transistor Radio Season 2, a story thus far podcast that's broadcasting everything trans. I'm your trans sister, Athena. And I'm trans sister, Erin. And we're back! It's Season 2! ta I'm, back. Ta-da. I'm beating my microphone because it's way louder in here. My audio <laughs> might sound a little different, so if you're coming right off Season 1 you, finale... Um, you had a move, didn't you? I had a move, so like the audio tonality is... Different. It's a little echoey and echoey er. Super boomy. In here. It's boomy. Big and boomy, just how I like it. <laughs> oh my gosh. And that's definitely not an innuendo, I swear. No <laughs> innuendo in there. Don't read into that. Don't know what you're talking about. I definitely oh am not making innuendos. <laughs> and this is a wholesome this is, podcast. This is the internet. No innuendos, yep. And this podcast definitely didn't have a sex episode or anything like that. Nope. 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 Wholesome. Nope wholesome American fun yes everything I just said is sarcastic except hopefully the fun hopefully it is fun and we're not sor- we're American and we're not sarcastic that we're American we're just disappointed that we're American <laughs> <laughs> okay. you know Gosh. but whatever <laughs> unrelated topics Ah. Uh, Oh, man, I know we're recording Transistor Radio again because we're two minutes in and I've peaked my microphone twice. This is great. I need to turn my game down. Well, anyway, it's season two, so we're back regular weekly, going to be every uh, Tuesday, just like it used to be. Um, This season will probably be 24 episodes long. Uh, The last one would have been 24 if I weren't moving. Um, but yeah, Good. we're back to our regular, regularly scheduled podcast with minor breaks here and there if we have to, but otherwise every Tuesday for the next half a year. Yay. Yeah. Half so. a year.
1: It feels weird 24 weeks being half a year, but you're right. It's, it's not to think actually about. half
0: a year because 24 no. times two is 48, but I'm assuming we'll take a four week season break right, between right. each season. So it works out to half a year. Okay, what are we talking about today? Yeah, what are we talking about today? That was a long segue. What are we talking about today? We are talking about voice training. Uh, this is a episode that I've wanted to do for a while. It's also one that we got in several different uh, feedback emails that we received. Speaking of which, we did get some feedback after our last episode, yes, and it was great. It. We love it. Yes, we love seeing it. We'd love to get more feedback. So whenever you have thoughts on the show or topics, suggestions, or anything, you can always drop us some kind of comment somewhere, um, and we'll talk about all that in the end. And you can find all the information in the show notes and all that stuff. Um, But for now, let's start talking about our actual topic today, which is voice training. Um, So... I, you and I, Aaron, both have different experiences with voice training, because when I did voice training, um, now we are both, uh, musically inclined. We both did music in high school, um, at the very least. <laughs> I was so going to say, I've, I, I've done a few, a bit I've been a little bit after a, that. A know, little bit more, eight, but...
1: We, eight years professionally certified, all that stuff.
0: Crazy, I know, but, uh, yeah, so, um... We, we both had some musical background, uh, which is certainly going to be beneficial if you have a music, but it's not required. Um, and I went with an actual vocal coach. Um, so I went to a, a voice trainer. I was very lucky that there is one, at least one, I only know of the one, but there's one in Indiana who specializes in transgender voice therapy, which was phenomenal. Um, but that's not the approach you took. Um, so no. what did... I? did a lot of personal research. I
1: am not so lucky. There was, to my knowledge and to my research, one person within, like, 250 miles. Uh, and when I tried to call and contact them, the number was dead. Ah. So there was no real way for me to get in contact with any sort of vo- vocal therapist. And there's lots of uh, Discord groups that uh, we can mention later. But a lot of what I did was just self-taught practice at home. Uh, and... I used my own personal experience having worked with choirs and whatever for years and private voice teaching for years because after doing as much research as I can, uh, Googling this thing, that thing, uh, it seemed that a lot of the voice training stuff just crossed over from trying to generally extend your range. And, uh, we're coming at this from two different perspectives where, um, I... Did not have a high voice when I started. A lot of y'all can go back and listen to episode one, but I can even uh, even show y'all a little snippet of what it sounded like when I uh, was before I knew I was trans. I I think I still have a recording of it, and if not, I know where to download one. So, like, not just that he's like an artist Pokemon or anything like that, but I really do like the fact that he can learn literally any move. So that's the old voice that I had, and even if you compare it to the first episode, I feel like it's a little bit better. But especially now, I have no issue being gendered correctly. And I've never even had like a one on one, like, quote unquote, lesson with anybody. So, um, and I just had like a really simple uh, routine, I guess, practice regimen, mm-hmm. if you want to call it, that I would do for like 10, 15 minutes a day, however long some videos would last. Sometimes I'd go longer, but not too much. Um, though, Pitch is just a part of it. Yes. Sounding feminine is a whole concoction of things, and you can sound feminine even with a very low voice. So, Yep. uh, That
0: is where the stereotypically gay accent comes from, is um, men who tend to speak in a more effeminate manner. So um, you can sound feminine without pitch, and you can sound masculine with a different pitch because... and I don't know if you had anything else to say, Aaron. This was just a perfect time to jump in. Yeah,
1: no, that is perfect. So, uh, talk to me about what you did for your voice training. What you had to focus on the most What was the yeah main center of attention.
0: So, I was very lucky in the sense that what I was hinting at earlier is I was a I had a male voice that was very high, fairly high pitched. I was actually when I came in to do vocal training with the um, lady I was working with. Um, my pitch registered at a just below a feminine range. I was mostly speaking in the androgynous range already. And so what that goes to show is like what Aaron shows is someone who can use vocal training to get their pitch way up, as well as adopting other feminine characteristics of speech. And for me, it was just adopting the rest of the feminine characteristics of speech. So I did very little range training, although we did a little bit. Um, the, the main ra- reason we did range training was to try and get my singing voice higher pitched um, because normally I sang high pitched using uh, a falsetto. Goals, um, working future goals. Yeah, yeah. I still want to work on my singing voice. I didn't get to work as much as I thought. Um, But yeah, so um, that was one of the things that we focused on, um, was trying to use higher pitches without using a falsetto. But a majority of my vocal training was mostly just opportunities for me to work on my tonality, to work on my shifting between resonance zones, which I'll cover later, uh, my general speech patterns and um, kind of the, the stuff that's tacked on top of the pitch of a voice that makes a voice feminine. So pitch is, is definitely important, but it is not a game changer. And I think um, another thing I, I, I wanted to say was, especially if you listen to that clip of Aaron speaking, um, Vocal training can do a lot of work, so um, I've, I've met many trans people who feel that surgery is the only option, but I would highly encourage you to take any vocal training methods you can and try and use some of the tips we discuss here, as well as any other tips you could find um, that are helpful um, to try and train your voice to get uh, a more feminine speaking voice. Because I do think for most people, vocal training will absolutely get you where you want to go you may need surgery but it's it's going to be very unlikely that the the likelihood you actually need surgery is probably going to be a lot lower than than you think yes and i was somebody who absolutely
1: 100 percent thought i needed surgery for my voice to sound anywhere near passable um and it from what i've seen i haven't actually been misgendered for my voice since around I'd say about March or April of uh, of 2018. And that's strangers meeting me or anything like that. So, like, that's something I didn't think would be a reality just off of practicing on my own. Uh, so this is something that's definitely doable. It is daunting, and there are times where it sucks because you feel like you're not making progress, but I promise you, you are. Uh, I recommend... A sort of progress picks almost sort of method of just record yourself reading something mm-hmm. once maybe every month or so and try and make improvements on it and if you don't whatever that happens there are months where i just stagnated but i tried to find out where i was stagnating and i would ask people like i would even hit up athena every now and then go like why does this sound like this yeah <laughs> so that's that's a really good thing uh, reflecting on where you are no matter what you're training uh is always good so always look back on your work and try to review it and see if you can figure out what needs improvement. And if you can't figure out what's wrong with it, though you know something is wrong with it, ask for help.
0: Yes, absolutely. And I think that is, uh, that's going to be one of the largest tips. And I will probably come back to it if, I mean, if you've listened to a whole season of this show, you know I reiterate myself uh, or repeat myself, not reiterate. Uh, I can words. Um, uh I think one of the most valuable things you can do is get honest and impartial feedback on your voice training process. Um, When I went into vocal training, I would have bet money that surgery was the only option for me. Um, It's what I thought, it's what I'd read about, it's what I'd been told the whole time. Um, And so when I went into vocal training, the best thing that my vocal coach did for me was tell me, no, you don't need that. You're actually already much closer than you think you are. And so having an impartial voice, you can comment on that. And and it might be hard to find this, but um, you know, maybe if you have a trans support group or a therapist or something along those lines, even if you don't have a vocal coach, somebody who you can practice the voice with and get feedback on how it sounds is very helpful. Um, we'll discuss a tool later um, that we have um, that, well, it's an app, um, that is a, a vocal trainer. Um, hopefully it still exists on the Play Store. Um, if it doesn't, but- there's a place to places to download the APK
1: because that's what I had to yeah. do at one point
0: Yeah so and we'll get into that later but um, just ways to get feedback are gonna be very helpful and I think one of the best things you can do to give yourself an idea of what you're doing and what progress you're making and it's really going to be the only way you know if your vocal training is working um, Before we actually get into our tips, Aaron was there anything else you wanted to say about background before we start with tips and stuff and I have a few disclaimers I want to add before we start the tips. Uh, not about
1: background, but my own disclaimer. If you are hurting, stop.
0: Like, that's the yes, one thing. So. That's the number one disclaimer. You absolutely, if you are not paying attention and you just try and force your voice, you can damage your voice. Um, regardless of whether you're doing vocal MTF vocal training or FTM vocal training, both cases, if you are not careful, you can damage your voice. So if you start to notice a hoarseness of, of, of throat... Um, you know, if your throat really starts hurting, your voice becomes scratchy. It becomes difficult to speak. Stop before that happens, because if you've Thanks. gotten to the point, that point, it's 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 you've done probably damage. So yes. you can get s- vocal training can cause damage. It's very rare, but if you push yourself mm. too hard, it you can it get what's called a node,
1: you. which is like a blister on your vocal cords, and they are yes. very painful. They really wreck the sound of your voice and they take surgery to get rid of, and it sucks, yes. so. Yes, yes, yeah. Always. Now, risk. that's
0: not intended to scare you off of vocal training, no. because both of us are believers in vocal training, because um, it's helped both of us immensely. Um, that's just a, a warning to, to approach this safely in a way that, that makes sense, yep. um, and, and follow safe vocal practices. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. Lots okay. of water. So it, uh, yes. Lots of water. Um, so let's let's talk some disclaimers here. Um, so the first disclaimer I want to get into is all of our tips, because we are both trans women, these are things that we actually did, are going to be focused on MTF vocal training. That being said, many of the tips we are giving can be done in reverse to do male vocal training. So if you would be um, ascending
1: for raising pitch, you would be doing the same method, as descending for lowering yes,
0: your pitch. Yes. I will talk a lot about introducing tonality, which means shifting across um, pitches while you're speaking in a very lyrical tone. Go the opposite and try and speak a little more monotone and you'll get a more masculine sounding voice. So if you want to try and go the other way, say you're uh, one of our FTM listeners, or maybe you're non-binary and you have a very feminine voice and want to defeminize it, try listening to some of the things that we're doing and applying the opposite logic. And and you should be able to get there within moderation. Um, So keep that in mind, that's the first disclaimer. Second disclaimer, we're not going to talk much about vocal surgery beyond this point, but I wanna mention it because it is a thing that exists. And if you feel it's required, I absolutely recommend you look it up and get a consultation. That being said, it's probably not required. So I highly recommend voice training first. And I think typically surgeons require you to try voice training before they do surgery. But let's just talk briefly about what the vocal surgery actually does. Um, so vocal surgery is an option for MTF women, and what it does is it takes, well, really anyone who wants a more feminine voice, but it's thought of as trans-feminine vocal surgery. Yes. Um, but what it does is it actually takes the vocal cords, which testosterone during puberty causes vocal cords to stretch and lengthen, and which causes a deeper voice, and thicker. And thickened. permanently. Yeah. So what the surgery does is it shortens them back up again. Um, so all that a surgery will do and this is important this is why i think vocal training is a lot more useful than you're going to think it is because even if you get the surgery you'll still probably have to do vocal training all that a vocal surgery will do is shorten the cords and make your voice several pitches higher um i don't know how much higher i think it depends on the surgeon and your results but it will make your your voice go higher um so keep that in mind that's all it does all it does is increase pitch it increases your bass pitch um, but there's still a lot of work you have to do around the pitch to kind of retrain your your, your speaking patterns. So surgery is certainly an option um, but that's what it's meant yes. for. It's meant to fix it and pitch. there's a there's a very, very long and
1: kind of painful recovery process uh, for it. Yes. And it's yes. I wouldn't say it's painful. It's just very difficult to do correctly because it's literally I think it's six weeks you are not allowed to speak period. something like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you can't use your vocal cords at all for six weeks. As much as you can absolutely Um,
1: avoid it, because then you can cause some serious damage in one way or the other. And then once you are allowed to use your voice, it's very croaky and pained, because guess what? You had surgery on them. So uh, there's some wonderful videos you can find on YouTube of people who have had vocal surgery. There's some wonderful women who have recorded their entire process, consultations, the actual um, day of surgery, after they actually had it And then they're like Communicating with signs And text on screen for that, From that point forward So there's lots of things To see if it's for you And I really recommend Try some of the stuff We talked about today Do your own research Get your own trainer Before taking that route Because it's a very tough route Once you pick it
0: Yes And one last disclaimer Vocal training And surgery As we just discussed Both of them are options That will take time um, whether that be recovery time or practice time. Um, this is not an overnight process. It Depending on when you are starting your transition, vocal training is untraining literally decades of speech patterns and, and methods of speaking. So do keep that in mind. Eventually it will become second nature. I can't speak in my male voice anymore, even if I want to. The only way I can do it is I have to sing a song that goes into that register and then keep talking out of there. And I still sound like an incredibly effeminate, masculine <laughs> person. So uh, it, it will eventually stick and it's definitely doable, but you really do have to practice and stick with it. It's not going to be overnight um, and it, it's going to take some yeah. time. It's worth it, but 15 it takes time. Minutes
1: every day for a very long period of time will get you exactly where you want to go.
0: Yeah. I kind of did trial by fire. I went from presenting masculine to presenting feminine one day later and hadn't really worked on my voice. Um, Luckily, my job was in a call center, so I got lots of practice every day in the confines of a safe space. there you go. Yeah, I'm not recommending working in a call center. I'm just saying it happened (laughs) to work out. Then I needed to practice speaking, and that was my job. Um, All right. Okay. let's do some tips. Yes, absolutely so shall we start with your tips involving tonality and resonance or i think we should start with the pitch tips um okay. because to me the pitch the the tonality and resonance are are much more person specific and i don't have a lot of like specific exercises you can do just ways to think about what you're trying uh, and some general tips you have much more specific tips on how to work with pitch and i think that's a really good place to start yeah okay
1: so When it comes to training your actual exercises and all this stuff, or your actual training exercises, there we go, uh, there's a very, very easy thing I want you to try. Go to YouTube and plug in full-range alto warm-ups and find a video and go. Uh, Preferably with somebody who's actually playing on the piano and talking you through it. Uh, But there's a few things, even if you don't find that, you just find like a scale on Spotify or something. I'll explain what we're doing. Uh, The first thing we're gonna talk about is called lip buzzes, and it's gonna sound weird, uh, but this is actually a very easy way that we start either singers or anybody who wants to do any sort of training with their voice, uh, to make sure that they are supporting correctly and not forcing too much, because it's very hard to, like, force yourself and damage yourself when you're doing a lip buzz. It's possible, but it's very, very hard as compared to sticking on like an E vowel for a while. So uh, you're going to kind of lightly, I won't say pinch, but it's more like hold together your cheeks so that you have like a little chipmunk face. And then you're going to relax your lips. And then you're going to kind of blow out on a note. So let's say,
0: hmm.
1: And you're going to try to make your lips actually buzz like a raspberry. So, and eventually once you get used to it, you can do it without it, without your fingers and all that. And it gets a little more like that. So, from there, a lot of those things can be frustrating to try to get right, so spend some time and get that whatever sound going first. <laughs> you will look ridiculous, I know, but it works. <laughs> then from there, you're going to go up on pitches, so just a scale of and you're going to go up and down like that. every video that you're going to find starts off with pretty much that. Uh, almost every video. So we'll jump straight into the next part, which is vowel sounds, which just like they sound, ah, a, i, o, ooh ah, yeah, ooh yeah, that whole thing. Uh, so there's a video, we may link this in the show notes, uh, that I use quite often that was a full, full full-scale warm-up. And when I say full warm-up, I mean it didn't just do a scale up and down. It did arpeggios where it skipped notes. It did uh, thirds where it hopped up and jumped back da, And it went all the way up high. And you would go all the way to the top of your range till I wasn't making a sound anymore. And then I would come all the way back down to where it started. So on that point of reaching a point where you're not making sound anymore, don't force it to make sound. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Because as you're adding tension to it, nobody's going to speak with tension, so you don't want that in your voice, but mainly you're going to blow out your voice if you're not careful. So if you're not making sound, don't try to force it. Uh, And if you are at a point where you can kind of make some sort of pitch, but you can't really get the vowel sound you need, a hard one to get is E. E is a very constricted E. It holds a lot of muscles in place. So when it gets higher, you're going to notice that you can't go quite as high as E as maybe So that's a good place to switch over to lip buzzing instead. Um, so tons of free things on that uh, that you can find online. In doing 15 minutes, then that's usually the length of these full range warm-ups. Do the full range because uh, they'll start in the more masculine range and go all the way up. And if you are, say, an FTM, they start in a pretty low range where you could aim to. And all you got to do is wait for that first pass to come right back down. And then you can hop along with them there. Or alternatively, find a full range tenor or maybe a full range uh, bass if you can really hit it and follow along there. Uh, those full range warm-ups are so valuable and I don't think a lot of people actually think to go to professional tr- singer training videos for their own voice training when it comes to pitch.
0: I know, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't think about that at all. Also, while we're talking about pitch, this is where um, the the app we were talking about is going to come in handy the most um and actually only because um so i want to pop in with the app and if you have any more comments about pitch we can absolutely jump into no, them. this but, is perfect uh, let's go the app that we're talking about is called voice pitch analyzer um, it's made by a publisher uh at least the version that i have called Pur. that's p-u-r-r programming Um, I will hopefully remember to add this to the show notes Um, but it's it's on Android I think it's also on iOS Um, last I checked uh, you can tell it because it has a a picture of like a sound wave. its icon is a sound wave with the trans icon over it it's really easy to notice but (laughs) what this app does is it will tell you based on some general guidelines so it's 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 using a a set of ranges that are like the average male range, the average androgynous range, and the average female range. And so what it's showing you is where your pitch sits over time in a given range for the length of time you're recording. So what this lets you do is get you an idea of both where you're starting and where you're going. So with this pitch training, you can see where your voice is landing from this analyzer to understand where that pitch you want to hit is. And realistically, what you want to do is you want to hit where your your average pitch is completely in the feminine range and your low barely drops drops into androgynous. Like that's kind of your ideal at a minimum if you're going male to female. Obviously, female to male, go the other way. Um, But... It's a really handy app to literally let you see what your pitch is doing over time as you're doing this training. I recommend using it whenever you're trying to use your feminine voice to see if you're maintaining that pitch that you want to maintain. Not all the time, but I know when I started practicing, I would literally have it sitting in front of me when I was talking to people or on my computer or whatever and just be watching my feminine voice and my pitch and that helped me internalize it because I could see visual feedback of how I was speaking. So uh, it's a very handy app. Again, it's Voice Pitch Analyzer by Per Programming. You can find it on the Play Store. I just checked, and it's there. Yay. That being said, I've previously installed it. So I can't tell if it's there because it's uh, associated with my account or if it's actually there. I don't have it, so let's go see. <laughs> yeah, go look. Um, so it's a very handy app for visualizing your pitch. And uh, when you're doing these sort of warm-ups and this practice, Um, You can certainly keep it up next to you. Uh, It's also great, like, if you're on a phone call, you can turn it on and watch as you're speaking on the phone or, uh, like, if you're hanging out with friends online or or whatever it is you're doing. Um, Many different ways you can use it. Uh, It's very handy, and it helped me a lot. It Um, is still on the App Store, yes. Yay, cool. So uh, you should be able to find it, and I think there's also an iOS version, Yep. Um, but I don't have an iPhone, so I can't literally go search and check no we have real phones yeah oh my god yes i i agree with you but let's not open that can of worms i'd like to keep some of our listeners i know i actually used a bunch of android products
1: for years and i just switched over to or not android uh, apple products for years and i just switched over because they were cheaper
0: yeah that's not anymore i i'm staring at my android galaxy note 9 and like yeah this isn't cheaper than an iphone I bought my phone five years ago and it's still running <laughs>
1: I'm,
0: anyway,
1: I'm. it was I'm. moderately cheaper than the iPhone at the time
0: <laughs> yeah I'm I'm a I'm a phone whore I buy phones constantly literally every year <laughs> yep anyway anyway unrelated so that's the app that we were talking about um getting back into pitch training um, the reason I mentioned the app during the pitch training is because that's all that it will tell you. It won't tell you your tonality or uh, your resonance shifting or anything along those lines. It's just going to be your pitch. Um, but it's very, very good at what it's meant to do, which is pitch. Yes. So did you have any any other things that you wanted to hit on? Anecdotes? Uh, any fun stuff? There's stuff I want to talk about later, but it's going to be more of an
1: all-encompassing thing. Uh, the m- biggest thing is f- if you can find youtube videos on extending your range uh for whatever there's there's singers on here I i forget some of their names but there's a a uh, male singer who is famous for doing duets with himself from disney songs uh and he will you please look up him up i think it's like nick something i'm, I'm
0: looking at, it's yeah i know exactly what you're talking about because he did a song called sing like a girl yes that one um
1: uh, he's amazing No amount of vocal training, unless you're already start, I think it's called a mezzo soprano, is going to get you to be a mezzo soprano, to my knowledge. Maybe it's possible, but I have yet to see that. Um, He got very lucky in that he started off even higher than what a natural tenor starts off as with his main speaking voice, and then trained it to go as high and as low as he can. So it's Mm -hmm. possible, but he was gifted with a naturally flexible vocal range and some of us, myself included, are not quite as lucky. Uh, Singing is totally a possibility, but it's exceptionally hard. I still feel like I cannot sing uh, in my feminine voice. And that's very hard for me. And I've just kind of accepted that I'm gonna sing and whatever comes out, comes out. (laughs) Uh, But that is a very special case, I want y'all to know, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't be trying. Almost yeah. anybody can speak feminine or masculine, however they need. It takes a lot, a lot, a lot of work. You can be naturally gifted towards it, like him, but uh, even if you're not naturally gifted, it's completely possible. It's just a matter of time put in.
0: Yeah. So him in this instance is Nick Patera. There you go, Patera. And I will link. I will link the song that he did called "Like a Boy." um that uh really shows off his range um and he is very lucky so that's a good reference to hear the difference between male and female singing um not that done you haven't heard the same it, but just to see it done the same person yeah um so yeah uh one other thing i i wanted to comment on pitch before we jump into some other tips specifically with pitch um be cautious especially if you are a listener going to do male to female Vocal training. Be very cautious of a falsetto. Um, so look up what a falsetto is. I I can't do mine anymore because I haven't done it it's in a very, a very long time. It's a
1: very fluty one that sounds like this. And yes.
0: it's very, yeah, it's that. It's where you're actually uh, crimping off your vocal cords, so where they're
1: activating harmonics instead of a true vibration of the cords. Uh, yes. It's like you're going up to a guitar string, finding the exact halfway point and plucking it. Uh, that is what's going on. And it's not a very strong thing because. You're not pressing in for that harmonic, you're just lightly touching it. You're finding that natural like uh, resonance where it just kind of syncs up, and it goes like that. Uh, there's another register after that called a whistle, which uh, you can get to if you train the falsetto up, but yeah. You can train it up to be a fair singing voice, but don't nobody speaks like that, so... Don't use yeah, yeah for speaking.
0: That's what I was going to say. You can sing in a falsetto, um, but speaking in a falsetto is going to be very obvious. And it's going to come across a, uh, a a falsetto is what's typically thought of as a fake female voice. Because yes. um, it sounds, it, it's very hollow. And it's missing a lot of the, the brevity that a speaking voice has. So be very cautious when you're doing your vocal training. Look up a falsetto. You may not be able to do one. Maybe you can. Um, and also, a falsetto is a thing that's specific. Um, to, to training for feminine voice. Uh, it's not going to be an issue because you're going the opposite way with feminization, uh, with masculinization of a voice. Um, but right. if you're doing feminization of a voice, be careful of a falsetto. Look up some tips and uh, try and avoid it while speaking. Yep. OK, so that's pitch. We've talked about pitch a lot. So let's jump into the stuff that I focused on. Unless you have anything else that you want to say, Erin, before we move no, on. No, let's, let's hear your stuff. OK, um, so my focus as I said earlier, was on um, stuff that was not pitch. Um, so stuff, uh, the the two ones that I really want to hit on are um, what I call tonality or lyricality. I don't know if it's actually the term, it's probably not, but it's what I refer to it as, uh, and um, uh, resonance shifting. So, uh, and I, I use resonance shifting specifically, and I'm actually gonna talk about this one first. Because uh, the thing that I see most commonly reflected when I'm looking up tutorials on vocal training, uh, whether that be videos or um, uh, text ones or, or whatever, um, the ones that I find most common is it talks about trying to avoid re- like male resonance. So. For context, uh, resonance zones, uh, the, the one that's typically thought of as male resonance is a chest resonance zone. So that's where you can feel your voice vibrating in your chest. Um, you also have, uh, like, I, I don't remember the middle one, um, but you also have. Uh, Aaron, do you remember all the resonance zones? Because I don't remember them. We have chest, head, and falsetto. Yeah. So the thing that is typically thought about is. Uh, in in vocal training is stop using chest resonance. That means try to get your voice out of your chest and more into your head. Um, There's two problems with this. Um, The first is uh, if you avoid resonance like the plague, like I tried to do, um, and avoid chest resonance like the plague, then what often ends up happening is your voice gets very nasally and it sounds like you've had a really bad cold. So you can certainly do that, but it's not going to be a a natural sounding voice, and it's a danger you run when you're trying so hard to avoid chest resonance. Another thing, and this was a thing that my my vocal trainer told me, and this is the, the point I really want to hammer home is, feminine voices don't avoid chest resonance. Um, It has to do with tonality, which I'll talk about a lot more, but um, feminine voices shift between all of the resonance zones, depending on the emotion or or the the thought that they're trying to convey. You, uh, with a feminine voice, will use chest resonance, you will use head resonance, you use everything. All of the resonances, you will shift between them as you speak. And so what my vocal trainer emphasized was learning how to use all of your resonance zones and just trying not to use your chest resonance zone primarily. So think of resonance in that perspective, and I'll give some tips on how how to mess with resonance and tonality in a little bit. Um, but just think about trying to speak from your mouth for the most part, and that might seem a little weird, but if you focus on where the sound is coming from when you're speaking, and you focus on the the vibrations that you're feeling you'll if you put your hand on your chest you'll feel if you're speaking with a male voice you'll hear a very you'll hear more vibrations or feel more vibrations in your chest what you want to do is you want to get those vibrations out of your chest and think about trying to move them into like the middle of your throat or like the back of your throat um, or the like the back of your mouth and try and think of Putting the vibrations there and just shifting that tone up where you're yep. where you're resonating. On
1: on that's that what note, you're trying to do. The the lip buzz technique that I showed y'all is there to put as much as you can into the head voice where we're trying to mm-hmm. shift that resonance. So it's going to take yep. it out of your chest and put it into that nasally area. So you could go nasal if you're too, not careful with it. Yes. Uh, but that is sort that is one of the purposes that. A lip buzz technique is used for is to take the resonance from down low, up to the head resonance chamber and keep it there. So,
0: yeah, yeah. And then what you want to do when you get comfortable using the head resonance is start adding back in some of that chest resonance when your voice goes low. Like um, maybe when you're you're finishing a sentence and trying to make a point, um, or something like that. Whenever you feel your voice dip down a little bit in tone, which I'm about to talk about. Um, try and get the resonance to go down a little bit as well. And that will give you that more well-rounded sound. You don't want to be doing it constantly. You want to be primarily in head resonance. Um, but then also, when your voice goes high for any number of reasons, you want to try and shift up in resonance zones and try and use all of them and get it maybe more into your nasal cavity, that sort of thing, when you go higher pitch. So the key thing to think about with resonance and I'll jump into tonality next, but the key thing to think about resonance is using all of them depending on where your voice is. Think of your voice's pitch as guiding the resonance. When your voice goes up, your resonance goes up. When your voice goes down, your resonance goes down and match it like that. And you'll get a much more lyrical tone and a much more lyrical resonance um, along with your voice. So that is the first thing I want to talk about. Yeah. Now let's talk about tone. Um Baby, tone let's talk about you and me and me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we've already made that joke with a with a hey, episode. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Not this
1: season. I'm doing an episode <laughs> 1, okay? We're doing it.
0: Okay, uh, you're right. It's season 1, season 2 episode 1, so all the jokes we can reuse constantly. I have Excellent. a piece
1: of paper that says it. It's got my name on it and the R's backwards. Ah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, okay. So, tone. Now, the, the first thing I would do is find a feminine voice you like the sound of. Um, so it's going to be a lot easier to hear what I'm talking about if you are listening to a feminine voice speaking. And if you don't believe, believe me, go listen. Find somebody, like, I don't know, maybe you really like listening to Oprah. Like, listen to a clip of Oprah speaking or something or, or somebody. Pick, pick a feminine voice that you like the sound of and listen to that person speak. What you'll hear in a feminine voice is um, what I call lyricality. And I'm taking this from a sadly delisted YouTube video. There was an excellent YouTube video done by a, a channel where the guy had a really ridiculously good female speaking voice, and he talked about how he did it. And one of the key ones is lyricality. Is, that's what he's called it, and that's what I'm going to call it. Um, but what it means is shifting throughout the tonal range, it's it's using many different pitches in the way that you speak. Um, If you listen to a masculine speaker versus a feminine speaker, what you will hear is the feminine speaker shifts all up and down in these tones. Um, When they're excited, their pitch gets higher. When they're sad, their pitch gets lower. When they're emphasizing a point, their pitch gets lower. When they ask questions, it goes up at the end. But you can notice it in the way that I'm speaking as well you can hear that I'm going up and down. I'm not sticking in one place. Um, In male speaking voices, what you'll typically hear is one tone all the way throughout the the sentence, and then say if it's a question, it might shift up at the end because it's a question. Feminine voices follow the emotion of what they're saying, and even when they're not inputting emotion into their sentences, Um, their tone still goes up and down while they're speaking. And that's what you want to be thinking about. You don't want to be crazy with it. If you listen to my voice, I'm not going way up high and way down low. What I'm doing is slight shifts in pitch as I speak to keep it moving up and down. And nowadays I do it without thinking about it. Um, But it's, it's probably one of the best ways to get your voice sounding more feminine is to introduce that tonality, to move up and down throughout it um think of your speaking as like an emotional roller coaster uh while you are speaking it's uh, it's a very shallow roller coaster because you're not going up and down that much um but it is still going up and down on some hills and that's what you want to listen for that moving throughout those those tones so if you combine that with the resonance shifting so you shift your pitch up um, in some cases and down in others and combine that with res- when you combine that with resonance shifting, what you get is a more feminine voice, regardless of the range that you're speaking in, um, because those are traits that are typically viewed as more effeminate. Um, so that's the thing you want to be thinking about. And I'm I'm sorry if I'm, I'm I don't have a ton of like examples, but it's very hard to go back to a monotone voice uh, when you've been doing it as long as I have. <laughs> so there's. Some of the best things you can get on that is acting
1: lessons, either acting coaches or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can listen to maybe tips on monologues for, if you are mascul- masculine, trying to present more masculine, look at it for masculine roles. Uh, if you are feminine, look for feminine roles in monologues, either in famous plays or whatever, because yes, they are overemphasized and overdramatized for plays, but that's a good starting point of figuring out How is this cadence playing out? You know, uh, people make fun of William Shatner because he talks like this with a very weird pause and inflection with pitch going (laughs) everywhere. So uh, it's unique to his old acting style joke, whatever it was, uh, but it makes you sound different how they control it. And you can't control it to a point. So one of the things that I found most helpful when it came to that was listening just to women speaking uh listening in on conversations having them myself or uh i watched a ton of art youtubers who are feminine because i like art videos i watched a ton of uh, female gamers on twitch and so listening to them speak i would occasionally just try to mimic their vocal inflections and eventually it just kind of adapted into its own thing with the way that i naturally speak so um i think you know monkey see monkey do is very helpful here
0: (laughs) agreed absolutely agreed I think and I was very lucky in having a vocal coach um because she could say something and I could try and and mimic it back I am very lucky in that I'm a tone mimicker as well um so I, I I can hear something and repeat it at the same pitch um but that was having that feedback to bounce off of and having actual conversations with a woman who was speaking gave me the ability to hear it and then try it um and i think that's gonna be handy and you can get the same thing with a um youtube video if you listen to a a woman speaking you can say and and try and match and listen to yourself and i think that will be very beneficial and if you want a
1: very candid uh vocal cadence and thing Look at interviews, like maybe a long podcast brought on some musician that they want to talk about, or even just interview actors or actresses because, yeah, they're kind of putting on a show, but they're not changing their inflections to, uh, to match the uh, direction of the scene. They're just, you know, in an interview and how they talk. So that's also a very good place to get very long extended periods to hear how people speak. Obviously, if you listen to yep. Gilbert Gottfried, don't mimic his tone, but... <laughs> He has a very unique way of speaking that is his own thing, but
0: it's still masculine in nature.
1: So, hey.
0: Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, A good one for this might be, um, this is now a podcast recommendation, but uh, um, there's a new podcast that Conan O'Brien is doing called Conan O'Brien Finds a Friend. Or is it Conan O'Brien needs a friend? One of the two. The premise of the show is that he doesn't have any friends and needs to make friends. So he invites celebrities on and interviews them. So it's, you get this great dialogue back and forth of both male and female voices. Um, so uh, just like if you're listening to, if, you're, if you want to listen to a woman speak for a long period of time, find ones where he interviews women. And if you want to hear a male speak for a very long time, you can still find one where he interviews women because it's conan o'brien and he talks a lot or you can find one where he interviews a male guest and there you go there's an entire hour of podcasting and assuming if you are listening to this podcast you probably like podcasts so that is a very good thing that you can listen to and talk and repeat back yep um i actually got a lot of help from the podcast spirits which
1: is just a podcast where at least two women sometimes they bring on their male friend. sometimes they bring on their other female friend uh enjoy a nice adult beverage while they discuss mythology and it's long talks that are casual, some of it is research so you get to hear a little bit of a presentation voice but you also hear the casual back and forth like Athena and I do. So uh, that helped me a lot and I would just plop it in and sometimes I'd mimic that. So it's really nice to have long extended periods of what you want to adapt to and learn. Um, It's a thing you learn. Children learn these tones in their own language because the speaking patterns are things they pick up on it's a social cue and so we just gotta unlearn some old social cues we had forced upon us and learn the ones that we you know should have
0: (laughs) yep exactly okay um so there's a few other things that we could talk about that i have that are not related to the the previous that are just nice to have tips um is there anything else that you want to talk about Aaron? I
1: recommend a good friend to listen to you, uh, somebody who's willing to do that, but if you don't have that, there's a subreddit called Trans Voice that has a Discord server. They are very welcoming. I think they have like a thousand members or something, and there's almost always somebody in the voice chat, and even if it's not one of their vocal teachers, which I believe they have actual vocal coaches in there, uh, I can't, uh account for their credibility, honestly. I've honestly never used that for that purpose, uh, but they are a great resource if you want to go and practice with somebody you might get lucky and get a vocal coach on there in the voice channel or you just might have somebody to talk to who will give you an unbiased opinion even if you don't go in there you can use it for what i used it for which is looking at various tips youtube videos uh asking is this one actually a good one or is this kind of like garbage so uh that's that's a resource that i found moderately useful and wanted to throw out there
0: that's a very good resource that's a good idea Um, I will also, um, I think sometimes they're willing to do uh, Skype consultations, so I will include in this description um, the place that I went for vocal coaching in Indiana. Um, You may send them uh, an email if you're interested in professional vocal coaching and see if they'll do something over the internet, over voice, Um, or if you're in the Indiana area, you can check them out. Um, So I will include that. They're just called um, Indiana Voice Training or Voice Therapy.
1: Very, it's been so very long, creative. I don't remember.
0: <laughs> They're one of those, too. Um, but I will include that. They have a, unless, uh, assuming she's still there, they have a transgender voice therapist um, who I highly recommend. So I will include that in the description as well as another resource you may be able to check out. And they may be able to refer you to someone um, if they can't help you. OK, so let's cover a few other tips that are unrelated to a speaking voice that I have. All right. Um, So the first one, I'm actually sorry, this one is still related to the speaking voice, but um, isn't specific to a speaking voice, but it was a way that I used to help me remember how to speak uh, effeminately or in a feminine voice. So I found that I would be able to get into a female voice, but then if I fell out of it, I wouldn't know how to get back. Um, Yes, me too. So I developed a a mnemonic for myself to remember it. And... The reason I think a mnemonic here is particularly useful is you can do the steps that you are saying out loud in the mnemonic, to help you remember, as you are saying it out loud to yourself to try and get you back. So it's a way to almost give yourself an easy like set of training wheels into your um, correct gendered voice um, without um, really having to, to, to work very hard. And this mnemonic is what gave me the ability to, to pick it up much faster than I did um or than i would have otherwise so the mnemonic that i did specifically for me um i found there was three steps i needed to do to get into a feminine voice and that was pitch up so it was a reminder to get my pitch up and try not to go super low uh tongue down and the reason i did tongue down is tongue down opened up um it did two things so tongue down meant that my tongue kind of turned into a u-shape and the U shape of the tongue meant that the back of my tongue was slightly restricting the airflow from my throat into my mouth and vice versa. Uh, and what this did was it forced my resonance up. I couldn't resonate as low if I didn't have enough air going down there. Um, what it also did by opening up the, the, the mouth is it made my feminine speaking voice, which was previously quiet, louder because it gave me more of a, uh, a, a large area in the, the mouth to, to speak with. A larger resonance chamber that was the one. Thank you. A larger resonance chamber. So tongue down did two things. It forced my resonance up and it opened up my resonance chamber in my mouth. The last one was middle of the mouth. Now this one isn't a literal thing. It is, remember how I talked about those vibrations, right? I could feel what felt like vibrations in the middle of my mouth. And I knew when I had those vibrations there that I was feeling, I was speaking in a feminine voice because that's Mm -hmm. where my feminine voice was. And correct me if I'm
1: wrong, but it's that feeling that you would get if you close your mouth, open your jaw so your teeth aren't touching and hum that mm, Mm, where it's kind of just under the nose kind of feeling.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Right under the nose. So that mnemonic, pitch up, tongue down, middle of the mouth, was a three-step process. And I would do the steps as I said them out loud. I would say pitch up and my pitch would go up. I'd say tongue down. My tongue would go down. And my, I would say, middle of the mouth, and move my resonance into the middle of my mouth. And that mnemonic helped me get into and out of my feminine speaking voice. Um, so it may not be the same three steps for you. It might be five steps. It might be one step. Maybe you just need one. Step but I think one, take a shot. Step two.
1: <laughs> <laughs> get, some, get some cookie dough.
0: Exactly. Oh, God, cookie dough, yes. So I think um, that... When you are, are are speaking, try and f- try and pay attention to your speaking voice when you're practicing it, and understand what it is that you did differently to get to the speaking voice you're using now. And try and remember those steps and write them down, and think of them as a, a way to remember the process. Maybe you come up with an actual mnemonic, like something like I don't know, my very elegant mother just made me nine voices. So sorry, that's a Terrible, terrible bastardization of the uh, one to remember planets, um, or maybe. Oh my gosh, um, I haven't thought about that one in years. Holy crap! <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you um, so maybe, about? <laughs> so maybe it's an actual uh, mnemonic, or maybe it's more like mine, where it's a, just a series of steps that you can do, but try and remember the process and assign some vocal trick you can make, because having a vocal trick to get into your speaking voice and saying it out loud is a nice way to actually get into your speaking voice. So that was one that helped me a lot. Um, Another one. And uh, this was specifically to help me focus my resonance. Oh, go ahead. No, I just remembered one that I should have mentioned. Um, Swallow.
1: And then hold it at the top there. Yes. That's going to raise up. It's going to raise the vocal cords a bit, but it's also going to help with resonance and, well, I can't tell all the specifics right now, but that is one of the things of holding that there will help change your resonance chamber just enough to help it sound a little more feminine. If I drop it down low, it sounds a little raspier, and it's actually really hard for me to do anymore, but that's one of the muscles you want to train uh, to the point where it's going to naturally relax, quote unquote, into that state where it's raised up, where mine falls now and it didn't before, like in episode one, season one, it was not there, and now it's actually almost always sitting there i wake up and it's there so it's that swallow hold it try to relax it but not too much and it's gonna stick right about there And for somebody who's got a massive adam's apple the size of texas sitting in her throat uh this actually does hide it too it hides it just under the chin so
0: hey yes two words one stone yeah yep Uh, That is a really good technique that I could never master, uh, which I later found out is because my pitch was already that high. So that did not help me at all. Um, But that's a really good one. If you do have a low pitch, that is one that I see recommended constantly. So I'm glad to know it actually works. Yes, I just forgot about it until just then. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's a really good one. Um, So then the last, I I only have two more tips left. Um, So this next one is specifically aimed at if you're trying to do a feminine singing voice. So (laughs) so singing um, is a, I mean, so a lot of whether it's speaking or singing has to do with your airflow. And um, one thing I found was the way I was trained to breathe as a trumpet player um, kind of encouraged male singing because it would pull the air into the chest cavity and you would sing out of the chest cavity. So there was this trick, and it's not going to actually change where your air goes. It's not anything like that. It's just going to get you mentally into singing and breathing in a way that is constricting the the um, like the the resonance chambers and and how you're speaking, and that is try breathing in and out through a straw. Oh yeah, straw. So t- what we yeah, so we would take a straw, cut the straw in half, so it was shorter, and hold it up and purse your lips around it and breathe in through the straw and out through the straw and then try and sing so inhale just through the straw and just pull your air in through that and it kind of helped me um purse the lips and think about where the air needed to go um, to, to make a more feminine singing voice so if you're struggling with singing Um, and you want to try and do something to help your airflow uh, that might improve your your ability to sing in a more feminine tone and use those more feminine vocal ranges while singing, uh, I highly recommend the straw That's applicable to literally
1: whatever vocal range you want. Uh, For private lessons for our voice technique at university, uh, our university professors had an entire box of coffee stir rods and that was our straw to force through Um, and partially because it was such a narrow opening, it caused us to need a lot of support to do that. The reason that I think we actually did it was because it's super easy to buy like 10,000 stir rods for 10 bucks. So that's one thing. You you could just buy like a soft drink at Sonic or McDonald's and use that straw and it's perfectly fine.
0: Yeah, and I specifically used a larger straw than a coffee stir rod. I would personally recommend like a normal drink straw um that size is going to be a lot more beneficial for practicing the singing so it's just a way to focus your breathing and uh it's very beneficial five years oh my gosh (laughs) very last tip of mine this is one this is for coughing um so when if if you don't there's a lot of stuff that you don't maybe don't think about that goes into a masculine voice Um, So there is, you know, the the way you speak, but then there's also coughing. Coughing for me was very deep. It was in the chest, it was, um, you know, very loud, and it, like, I had a very guy cough. Nowadays, and I am lucky that I have something in my throat, so I might actually cough, and I, I think I have done it a few times, my cough is a lot different. And the way I did this is I forced my body to associate making a feminine sound with coughing okay and the way that i did this is i would cough and make like a sound afterwards so like like that and what that did over time is my body just naturally started doing it whenever i would cough and so even when i'm gravely sick unless i lose my voice which does happen um Even when I'm sick, what will happen now is my body just combines the two, because I've just trained my brain long enough to cough and make the noise. And so now, when I cough, I make a more high-pitched noise. And in doing so, I've forced my body out of doing this masculine cough and into a more feminine cough. I have coughed in public and not been like, oh, god, that's a dude. That hasn't happened. That's so funny. We didn't coordinate this. I did the same thing with my sneezes. I've tra- yes, it works
1: with sneezes I've, too. I've trained myself to having more them and sneeze because I'd didn't. i I'd say that of all the things to make me dysphoric, coughing and sneezing is stupid, but it does. Uh, and so I, I have to train <laughs> myself to uh, oh. sneeze how I feel comfortable, which is just I make a lighter sound or just try to make as little sound as possible. Uh, so I associated the same thing of sneezing with of letting it come out the teeth instead of into the back of the throat. Uh, and that's another uh, airflow thing that we—you just takes time and practice. But once you get the vocal technique stuff down, uh, changing that is actually not that bad and not that hard.
0: Yeah. Because most the work's done. So with both of those, it's just get your body to remember the habit of associating a feminine sound with a cough or a sneeze. And over time, you can slowly replace those sounds to make them match the gender that you want. Um, so that is just... One last tip, just related to coughing in particular. Because I know um, coughing was a big one. I was like, well, I can sound like a girl, but as soon as I cough, everyone's going to know I'm a dude. And no, no, it's not how that works. Um, but you can fix it if you're worried about it. So that's all my, my vocal training tips. Yep. Um, again, check out that app for pitch recommendations. It's not religious, so I think I tend to lie a little in the lower end of the feminine range. Oh, sorry, I had one more tip when practicing your speaking voice, I recommend reading long passages. Two parts to this. Um, So this specifically came about because I had a trans friend of mine who's, um, she could only speak in a feminine voice while reading. Um, And it was like, not having to speak turned, turning like, like not having to think about what she was saying and like come up with the sentences and just reading it helped her um, kind of turn her brain off, so she could just focus on the voice and the pitch itself. Um, So you may find reading long passages out is a lot easier than trying to come up with some conversation. And in general, I would say if you're trying to practice your voice and you're alone and you don't have anyone to converse with, saying something out loud, like reading it out loud, will give you something long to practice. You can find, like I don't know, maybe like Hamlets to be or not to be um, and read that out loud. Or maybe you could find something more modern, like. Given that it's MLK Day, I have a dream. On the Vocal app, they actually have a pre-generated script. So they they are
1: repetitive and uh, not as long as you might want.
0: Yeah, you're going to want something long that kind of varies. Maybe reading a a few pages out of a book or something along that lines. Uh, Maybe just finding some articles that you were going to read anyways say like like i know i browse the new york times um usually in the morning so maybe if you're going to spend 20 minutes doing that anyways maybe just read those articles out loud instead of just reading them in your head um and that's a good way to practice your voice and if you want to take it a step further from practicing um because again this is what uh, my trans friend did but then she could only speak in her feminine voice while reading so to avoid that i would also recommend after you're done reading whatever it is you're going to read, or maybe you read a paragraph and then do this, but when you're done reading, say the article or the selection or the excerpt, comment on it. Say out loud your thoughts on it. Maybe if you read an article, say out loud, well, here's what I thought about these points, or um, this is interesting Try to it for news. the imaginary
1: person that's there.
0: Exactly. Because what you want to do is you don't want to associate your, re- your feminine voice just with reading a passage. Because again, and I, I, we've hit on this before, but I'll hit on it again. Vocal training is all about breaking old habits. And so the last thing you want to do is form a new habit, which is just this voice is for this activity. So forcing yourself to summarize the article or the passage or whatever uh, when you're doing this training forces your brain to not just associate it with your reading voice, but also associate it with your speaking voice. Um, because you're kind of using that sort of memory and that motion of thinking of thoughts and putting them into words um that is going to be i think very beneficial so that's kind of a, a method of training if you don't have anyone to speak with but i highly recommend finding somebody to speak to to give you feedback even if it's only you meet with them like once a month or something getting feedback will give you an idea of if you're doing the right thing or not yep. okay so there we go that's actually all of my tips so after five endings <laughs> yeah Woo.
1: tell us what's our really silly thing the very first one we got
0: Ooh, yeah really silly thing the first one of season two and Erin I'm gonna let you describe this most because you're the one who introduced it to me but it's absolutely adorable and I'm so glad we're talking about it uh our really silly thing is an anime this week you can find it on Crunchyroll and maybe some other platforms definitely Verve because Verve hosts all of Crunchyroll (laughs) content um but it's an anime called Kobayashi's Dragon Maid yes and it is adorable. It sounds like the first time I heard it I was like, dragon maid? This is going to be weird. No, it's it's adorable. Yes. So I will let Aaron take there it away. There is, the basic premise is
1: such and such does a favor for a dragon that teleports to the basic human world, does a favor for them, and then that dragon uh, swears her life in servitude to repay the debt that she made for having her life saved. What it's actually about is a super gay love story between two girls uh, that yes. over time kind of get feel obligated to stick well one of them feels obligated to stick around for the other uh it's more adult themed but not totally adult themed uh yeah it's it's got its moments that are a little like you shouldn't be watching this with other people at times but i'd say that there's like two or three moments like that uh the overall thing is it's just a a really sweet romantic story uh that i find just it's really relatable and weird it's a slice of life sort of Weirdly enough, with dragon powers and all this, but it's still...
0: Yes, it is. You
1: watch one of the protagonists, Kobayashi, working as a programmer for some company. Uh, The other one's a literal Mm -hmm. maid cleaning the house and stuff. And so it sounds like the most boring crap, but it's legitimately one of the best stories that I've seen. When I watched it, I was like, let's give this a try. I've heard some things about it. It's okay or whatever. Uh, I binged all of it in one day. And then I binged it again and again.
0: (laughs) It's so good. It's so good. It is a phenomenal story. And part of the reason I like it is it's a story. uh, Kobayashi kind of goes through this phase of like, I don't think I'm into girls. Oh god, maybe I'm into girls. So it's kind of also this like accepting yourself story. And it's it's wonderful. Yeah. It's a great romance, and it's amazing. It's very gay and, and it's phenomenal. And watch the
1: last episode, which is the Valentine's Day episode that came out after the finale, because it it has a little wrap up. That's nice. So,
0: yeah, highly recommended. Highly, highly recommended. It's definitely bidden worthy, and it's a, a phenomenal thing. Just so good. Watch the entire season. It's great. Come back. Tell us how much you loved it, because it's awesome. And I like it me too so there you go that's a really silly thing aaron was there anything else that you wanted to say uh before we end this first episode of season two two thing one happy 2019 everybody
1: and happy
0: 2019
1: i love our trans siblings
0: oh i love our trans siblings too well with that this has been transistor radio a story thus far network podcast if you have topics you'd like us to talk about please send us an email at staff at story with TSR or transistor radio in the subject line you can also send a tweet at our Twitter page which is at story thus far or our Facebook page which is facebook.com slash story thus far and if you're like me and still can't remember anything for more than 30 seconds you can just head to www.storythusfar.com and find everything I just mentioned even more great content like our first season go see it but anyway thanks for listening to this first episode of transistor radio season two we'll catch up with you next time but for now it's time for us to end transmission bye bye see you next week
1: for my chair. <laughs> oh no. <laughs>